and welcome to MKB Law's Interactive Insights podcast series. In this episode, we focus on the area of wills and estate planning. I'm Emma Smith, Associate Director at MKB Law, and I'm joined by solicitor Rachel Scroggie from our private client team. Thanks, Emma. Today, we're going to discuss the importance of making a will and some other frequently asked questions by clients in relation to making a will. Okay, Rachel. Well, I know a lot of clients who come to yourself quite often say to you that they feel that it's quite a daunting experience and quite often have a lot of questions. So I think it's important to start with, well, why is it important for a client to make a will? Yeah, I find a lot of the time people are quite daunted by making a will, but it's actually quite a straightforward process. It's important to make a will, firstly, so that you know where your assets are going and they can go to the people that you know you want to leave them to. Secondly, it avoids disputes further down the line. It can be confusing sometimes if it's not clear as to where somebody wants to leave their assets, especially you know if there's lots of different family members. And yeah, I think it's very important to take the correct advice when you're making a will solely because making a will, there are quite a lot of legal formalities. And if you try and do a DIY one at home, sometimes um, they aren't completed properly and the will then fails. So um, it's important to come and speak to a solicitor about making a will, but I think that definitely don't be stressed about it. It is a straightforward process and you know any questions that you have can be answered by a solicitor. Yeah, I agree, Rachel, and I think it is important that you do as much as possible want to avoid any potential for a dispute down the line because, as you know, any dispute could certainly eat away at any assets that the deceased may have. Yeah, definitely. Make good notes when you are um, taking instructions from a client when you're making a will and those notes then can back up any sort of disputes that do you know come further down the line I think that if you try to make a will at home or you make one sort of informally sometimes you know that that, that stringent instruction taken it's not necessarily done properly and it can result then in issues but if you go to a solicitor make sure your solicitor is taking good notes and you'll know that it's in good hands. I suppose the next um, burning question that any prospective client might want to think about before they come in to see you or before you get drafting the will would be what should be included in your will? Okay so I think that first things first you really need to think about who you want your executors to be and so it's an important thought for a client then I suppose it's just really thinking about your assets what you have some people prefer just to leave their whole estate to their spouse or to one person or alternatively, you can make specific legacy. So you could leave the contents of a bank account to someone. You could leave an insurance policy, a pension specifically to someone. Or, you know, alternatively, you could leave just a, like a £5,000 gift or a £1,000 gift. Some people like to do that for their grandchildren. Other people like to leave money to charities that, you know, they feel have impacted them during their lifetime. But it definitely doesn't have to be super specific. I've had people ask before, you know, do you need my bank account numbers? Do you need um, pension and policy numbers? And that's really not necessary. Yeah. Just as long as you can sort of clarify, say you had maybe 12 different bank accounts. You know, if you can just say that it's my first trust account is to go to someone or, you know, my Halifax account, that generally is sufficient. But yeah, I think as well, sometimes people don't really know what they want to do until they come into the office and really think about it and 
sometimes I say to clients, you know, just you tell me what you want to do, what's your end goal, and I will put it into words, yep. you know, the way that a will is meant to be written. But it's definitely, when you come to, to see about getting a will, me, as I said, it's not a daunting process. It can be so informal, just a chat saying, you know, what you want to do, and we'll, we'll make it happen in the will. Yep. I suppose one question a client previously had asked me was, should they put funeral arrangements into the will would you recommend that or i mean it's entirely up to you um a lot of people nowadays would prepay their funerals and things um which is something that should you know if you have got a funeral plan you should definitely let your family know you should keep that plan with the will maybe um, in a folder or something somewhere um if you wish to be cremated if you wish to be buried and those are things that you feel strongly about you know and and you haven't discussed them with the family definitely put that in the will um, I just do think though that it, it is wise to have those conversations with the family because obviously you know if anything does happen and you do pass it may be a f- you know weeks before your will's found yes. so it's important to have those conversations um, with the family before such a time. You'd mentioned there it was important to choose executors um, when people are thinking about making a will. Do you want to explain what the term executors actually means and who would be a good executor if you like? Yeah, well um, an executor really it's the person who administers your will so it's the person who puts a stamp on everything um, with their signature when it comes to sort of drawing down the funds and you know getting rid of property things that you had held in in your name and so ideally it's somebody that you trust it's somebody that you can have these conversations with before you pass so they can understand exactly what it is that you want to happen. I mean, you can appoint as many executors as you want. Um, I think sometimes it's good to appoint one or two. Um, you don't that, wanna... that would be the norm, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, some people would like to, to appoint, say someone has three children, they want to appoint all three kids, and, you know, that's fine. Um, but it's more, when you appoint a solicitor to administer an estate, the executors are really all they really have to do is sign paperwork so sometimes it can be quite stressful say there's three different executors and you have to get everybody in the sign and also nowadays so many people live abroad yeah so you're maybe having to send documents to Canada to get them signed to come back so I think think about it it's a it's a consideration that you make practically and um, to think about you know who's in the country when you do have a solicitor involved uh, it's just a, a matter of collecting the documents to provide to your solicitor and then signing the documents yeah. that, that your solicitor w- will give you so that you can move forward with the probate. Yeah, because the solicitor ultimately will guide the executors in terms of paperwork and yeah. um, process, if I, you like. Yeah, and I mean, th- we draft papers and things and the executor has to sign that before the application is put into court to get probate if that's necessary. I think the one important thing to think of is when you're appointing executors is, you know, if there are any disputes disputes about your will the executor will be the person acting on your behalf as well so I think that's why it is important to have a discussion with the person that you do appoint as an executor but yeah it's just somebody that you trust somebody that you know sometimes as well if you appoint two people instead of one you know it could be quite a a daunting experience for you know an elderly wife or obviously if, if, if the death is sudden it's so it's sometimes good to have two people there so that they can support each other through the process because it can be you know quite an emotional and um it's not a very nice time of of your life for solicitors and things to be involved so um and of course as well if if you are appointed if you find yourself as an, as an executor you can renounce that executorship so 
it's not something that you have to do if, if you don't want to do it. There are ways um, around it. And then another person who's entitled to the estate can then act on your behalf. Makes sense. Does clients have to attend our offices to make a will, Rachel? No, not at all. Sometimes it's good to come in and get a cup of coffee and have a chat around the table in the office. But definitely not if um, clients are unable to attend the office because of disability or because of age or are in a home or in hospital. We can definitely make arrangements to come out and see clients. There's absolutely no problem about that. It's probably best to maybe have a conversation on the phone beforehand so that we can take your instructions. And then we can come out and get the will signed because, of course, there you will have to attend with someone on two occasions. Firstly, to take the instructions and then secondly, to have the will executed. But, I mean, if, if that's not possible and you have to go out to see the person two times, then there's no problem there. Um, we'll always make it work. Yeah, I think that's quite an important service to offer our clients, you know, that maybe do have mobility issues, as you've said, um, or otherwise. It is important that we are available to come to you if, if your situation requires that. Yeah, and I mean, there's no sort of distance cap. <laughs> yeah. Or out everywhere, you know, if you need us, we'll come to see you. There's no issue there. And finally, Rachel, clients often ask, where is the will kept? And who should they tell, if anyone, about the existence of the will? Uh, the actual original will is kept in our strong room here um, at the MKB office in Great Victoria Street. We keep the original solely because the original is needed to obtain probate and we just think that it's safer here when everything's recorded and um, everything gets a number and it goes into um, a database so we know where the will is. With regards to your copy of the will, in my opinion, I believe that it's best to let your executors know definitely you know, where the will is. There's transparency there and it does make for maybe a smoother process down the line. Sometimes if it's a transparent situation, then there's less likelihood for a dispute. But definitely keep it in a safe place at home. Um, if you have a little folder that you keep all your bits and pieces in, you know, put the will in there with um, like your funeral plan if you have any or um, all the different things that you've collected during the years. Um, yes. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to have worked loads of jobs in their life. So they may have had a, a pension from, you know, the 60s in Sainsbury's and yes. then, you know, later on they can have another pension in the 80s from a different job. And it's just really important to keep all that documentation because it means then that it's easily accessible for your family. And, you know, if you've worked, you know, and you have a wee pension pot there, you would, I'm sure you would like your family to, to receive it. So anything like that. Also, penny policies from the Prudential, you know, you sometimes get newspaper articles here where somebody's paid a penny for um, these really old policies and, you know, they're still worth something. Yeah. So anything like that, keep it all in a folder and you'll make... Just, it just makes life a wee bit easier and ensures that we can administer the whole estate in its entirety. I think that's all really sensible, practical advice, Rachel, for prospective clients. And hopefully it gives you an overview of the process of making a will. Hopefully it simplifies that process and makes it less daunting. Yeah, I think that that's the one important thing to take away from this. It's not a, it's not a scary thing to do. Um, I think it's horrible to talk about it sometimes. It's a bit morbid. But if you can come in here, um, we'll get you a cup of coffee. We can make it as less stressful as possible. 
Yep. And of course, if you do have any questions, please feel free to get in touch with a member of our team. Thank you for listening and please check back on our website or social media channels for details of the next episode in the series.